You are listening to a true gospel perspective from our Macedonia Baptist Church ministerial staff. We pray that this message will be a true blessing to you. to draw your attention to the book of Colossians, the first chapter, verse 15 through 20. I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Scripture, and it reads as so, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. From that particular group of scriptures, we like to draw a theme or a thought, the unique Jesus. The unique Jesus. Just as Paul used absolute exclusive words here to describe who Jesus Christ is, I, in my attempt this morning, was to do also to use some words to describe who Jesus is. In my subject, to use a unique Jesus is an indefinite article describing not any particular person or thing. It could be anyone. Some people name their children Jesus, which is defined as Jesus. But that's not the Jesus that I'm talking about. The Unique Jesus is a definite article specifying a particular person, place, or thing. The particular person that I am describing to you this morning is Jesus Christ, the unique Jesus. The word unique says existing as only one or as the sole example, single, solitary, and type, and characteristics. Paul writes to a pastorist, who he led to Christ, and you see that in verse 1 and 7, about the doctrine difficulty that has arised in Colossians, higher thought. Paul is referring to the philosophy and vain deceit of men. I'd like to draw your attention to Colossians 2 and 8. It says, See to it that no one take you captive, hollow and deceit. Philosophy, this 
which depends on human tradition and based on principles of this world rather than on Christ. I don't know about you, but in my daily walk at work, and I come into the person of many people with many philosophies, many thoughts and ideas about who Christ is, what he is, and why he is who he, they say he's not he is. Many philosophies are out there about who Jesus is, but Paul used absolute exclusive words to describe the unique Jesus. Paul from the outset greets the Colossians by saying to my faithful brothers in Christ. He offers thanksgiving and prayers to the saints of Colossians. He says, we give thanks for you for praying always for you. We hear of your faith in Christ and love you and all the saints. For my hope is which laid up in you in heaven, for which you have heard before, how the truth of the gospel is preached to you by Epaphras, which has come unto you and to all the world. This message has went out to all the world about who Jesus is, to bring forth fruit that it might be the grace that you hear of God's truth, that you may be filled with all the knowledge of his will and wisdom and spiritual understanding. I have to stop there for a minute because in that philosophy that men have or they have about who God is, I am reminded of a cartoon character, Loghorn Foghorn, and some of you might know who that is. He was a cartoon character on Buzz Bunny. He was a big rooster and, that, and, and he always, and it was that time he would come in contact with this little rooster that he was training or talking to. But this little rooster was an egghead. He used to have one of the glasses and, and he would go through, the, and they would go through their process and he would, the foghorn would try to come up with this idea, this process to get something done. But the little egghead would go and he would do all the design and he would draw up everything and he would make it work. But that's the philosophy of this world. They try to make everything work, but they try to leave Jesus Christ out. Eggheads. But don't know Jesus Christ in the pardon of their sin. So, but this is spiritual discernment. You can't get this without the Spirit of God. This would never make sense to you. You would never understand this at all without the aid of the Holy Spirit and God touching your mind and your heart. This will never make sense to you in any shape, fashion, or form. But you will remain, as Paul continue on as he talks to the Colossians, you will remain in darkness until your eyes come open to the truth. When Paul goes on to say, he said, he comes to strengthen you with all his might and according to his glorious power for all his patience and long-suffering and joy to qualify you to be partakers of the inheritance yes, of yes. the saints of life. Yes. To the absolute exclusive words of Paul about this 
They are true of him alone and nobody else. No one else can be declared what Paul declares here about Jesus Christ. In verse 15 he says, he is the image of the invisible God. No one else can claim to be the image of the invisible God. The image here that Paul is making reference to is saying he's always assumed a prototype, the original form of that which was drawn, not merely a reflection or a resemblance of who God is. But he's saying that it's like the sun. The sun reflects off the water, and that's only the resemblance of the sun, but it's not the real sun. It's just as a resemblance of the sun. Paul tells the Colossians that Jesus Christ is the prototype of God, the invisible God. No one else can be the firstborn of all creation. No one else can be the creator of all things in heaven, earth, visible or invisible. No one else can sit over thrones and dominion and rulers and authorities. No one else has that power. No one else is before all things and held held and hold all things together. No one else is the head of the body, the church, the beginning, the firstborn. No one else has all the fullness dwelling in him to pleasing of the Father. These are absolute exclusive statements about the one and only unique Jesus. There is no one like him. He's beyond everyone else. He is infinitely beyond everyone else. There is no one like him. No one like him in the earth. But listen at his humble beginning. He was born of a virgin. He was born in a stable, in a trough that they used to feed animals. He was clothed, in a, he was wrapped in swallowing crows. He was not put in a royal robe of purple or anything like that. He was wrapped in swallowing clothes. And as I say that, if we think about us today, look at how we, when a, birth, a child is born into this world, he's wrapped and glorified in everything under the sun. And if you were born in the royal family or the queen or something, he's even given a, royal, a golden rattle and a silver spoon in his mouth. But Jesus didn't come that way. He came in meek and lonely as a child. However, this truth is, Nobody wants to celebrate who he is. Nobody wants to celebrate who he is. Except at Christmas time. Except at Christmas time. Everybody takes on the Christmas spirit at Christmas time. But they want it, and even today they want to take the Christ out of Christmas and they say Xmas or this holiday. They don't want to celebrate who he is. I never heard anybody from the ACLU suing someone for celebrating the birth of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, or even to some of us, our God, Martin Luther King. However, the commercial world will celebrate during the Christmas holiday because it knows that you and I will come and spend money like we never had it before. Not the government, because the only reason the government wants to celebrate him at this time is because of the tax revenue that come in from the store. Only people who are buying and selling and traveling want to celebrate him at this time because they get to buy the gift, the, the owners of the store get to sell the gift, 
and we get to travel around the world. Only the party goers want to do it because they got the time off for a good old fun fair party to celebrate not Jesus but the time off. Based on that it seems as the ins Jesus is insignificant person a fragment of some meaning Christian fabric of some character just made for Christmas. But the Apostle Paul wants us to understand who Jesus is. Amen. On Among the passages of the scripture that we read in the Bible, we look and we see the reality of the child who yes. is God. Yes, Paul is, is one of the grand, Paul in this particular writing used grand works of literature to describe who Christ is. If Jesus was not so unique, why does the world set the calendar by his birth? The whole world set the calendar by the birth of Jesus. But this is the truth that we have heard. And if you haven't heard it, I heard you, hope you hear it today. The angel said, this is Jesus who will save his people from their sin. The prophet said, his name shall be called Emmanuel which is God with us. The truth is what we have in the birth of Christ is a savior of the world who is God in human form. God entered into this sin-polluted world without being tainted by it. He took our guilt. He bore our grief. He carried our sorrow. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. He was raised for our justification. He ascended to the height of heaven for us, to make intercession for you and I. He had prepared a place for us that when he come, he would take us back with him forever. This is the Emmanuel that is God with us. He is unique, the one, the only. There is no one like him, and there will never, ever be anyone like him in this world. John in his description in the book of Revelation had a, a amazing experience in the book of Revelation chapter 5. John is taken by means of a vision into the very throne room of heaven and in the very presence of God. He see God seated on the throne and in his hand he see God holding a stroll in his hand. This stroll represents the title deed to the universe. The universe is being held captive by the title holder, the destroyer of souls, the God of this world, the ruler of this age. He has the world, he had the world in his hand. But God is seen in the picture of Revelation 5 as holding the title deed to earth and to the universe and in his hand. And he's saying, who is worthy to take the title deed? and to open the seals and to take back the world and the universe. And as John sits there and he looks, and he looks around the whole of heaven, and he looks the whole of earth, Moses couldn't do it. Abraham couldn't do it. None of the prophets of old could not do it. There was no one found worthy to do it. No one, not absolutely no one, all had the stain of sin 
on them. Even today, there's no great intellect or intellectual person that's able to do this for you and I. There's great, no great academic and a person of great academic that's able to do this. There's no great military leader that was able to do this. There's no great monarch that's able to do this. No great king, ruler, or emperor that is really able to do this. No great religious man, no matter how profound that he might sound, no matter how great he might preach the word of God, he was not able to die for you and I. No one was found in heaven and earth. No one at all was able to open the seal. But as God began to weep, in the midst of his weeping, his tears, there came a voice from beneath the throne. It says, I am the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah. I can look, I can open the book. I can take the universe back again. Many false teachers, many pagan and cults all around the world attempt to undermine who Jesus is. Yeah. The, God, the Gnostics of, G, of, of this time as well so as today assert that everything physical is evil and that the Lord would not take on a human body. But as we look in the continuation of Paul's statement, in verse 21 and verse 22, he says, One, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death in the presence of his holy is his sight without blemish to free us from the accusation." How can that be done today? How can you get to know who this unique Jesus is? If you accept the gospel message, that he came down through 42 generations, and that he took up an old Roman cross one day, and allowed it, and they carried it up a hill called Carrie, and allowed him to put nails in his hand and the ribbons in his feet, and they pierced him in his side, and they put a crown of thorns on his head, and he locked his hand and his locked up his shoulders. And he said, it's finished. And he gave up the ghost. And they put him in the heart of the earth. And he stayed there for three days and three nights. But early Sunday morning, he got up that you might find out who the unique Jesus Christ is today. Will you accept him? Will you not let him pass you back? He is waiting. And he's coming back again to receive us to himself. May God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message today. And we pray that it was a true blessing to you. If you are interested in learning more about Pastor Charles D. Twyman and the Macedonia Baptist Church family, you can reach out to us at www. .mbcdet.com Thank you and God bless you.